Before we start off episode 109 of the State of Play podcast, we'd just like to take a second to let you know about some of our sponsors. Autumn is in the air, the pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants, pumpkins, when you're grooming, if you know what I'm saying. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code 90min20, 90min20. That's 90min20. It's time to bundle up with Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package, you'll find a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, a weed whacker for your ears, nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. You get all of that just in the one package. And remember, 20% off plus the free shipping. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 90min20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 90min20 at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the State of Play podcast, episode 109. I'm your host, Martino Puccio, here. Join alongside me for a late-night recording in America is Matt Santangelo. We have a very special guest who is also, I think, in America at the current moment, but will be traveling over across the pond uh, to Italy. Um, but before we introduce him, Matt, just want to see how you're doing um, as we head into the international break. Life's good, man. Milan, near the top of the table, and fine form and um yeah when milan are doing well so am i i could hear it in your voice all the excitement out of it uh yeah big win over atalanta over the weekend um as they cruise in undefeated into the international break but today we have a recurring guest who we spoke to last year a uh, good friend of ours from as roma press john solano john how you doing uh i am wonderful uh you i mean you both should be doing better than i am yeah i mean Rafael Leao, a guy who couldn't hit a goal, uh, I mean, within the same like region of Milano, now he's scoring them for fun. So I, I assume you two are, I mean, over the moon, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a good mood about it, but I'm, it's still like PTSD for a little while. You know, how you had mm-hmm. LeBron in Cleveland and you're still like, yeah, it's great. We're playing great, but like something's going to happen. And uh, that's kind of where I'm at for now until – it changes, but I mean, it's great. It's the best start since they won the 17th Scudetto. So yeah, but uh, we're here to talk about your team today and the team that you cover, uh, which is Roma. I, hell of an exciting time to be a fan, I think. And interesting because I don't yes. think anyone got caught more off guard than the hire of Jose Mourinho. And you, of course, are one of the better insiders and probably the top insider for English speaking Roma fans I mean, what was it like the second, like you saw the name come up across your phone or you got a phone call or whatever it was, you don't have to reveal that. But just like when you saw the name Jose Mourinho in Roma, like what, what was the reaction to that? I mean, a lot of expletives. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a ton of surprise. It's Roma and Tiago Pinto, this whole time they've kind of made it sound like, oh, we didn't talk to anybody else. Jose Mourinho was our, from day one, he was our man. 
you know, they've kind of put this, uh, how do I say this, more of a politically correct term, but they, they <laughs> kind of put this narrative together where and they kind of made it seem like, you know, they were the bride, Mourinho the groom, or vice versa. I don't know. And it was another first sight, and they yeah. wed immediately. Uh, you know, like uh, seen on sight, and they 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 made it official, which kind of annoys me, only because um, Pinto and Roma. I I can tell you, and I mean, Sarri, he he said it himself that his representatives, uh, or I should say, um, his agent. Um, Fali Ramadani, who's like one of, I mean, he doesn't talk like Raiola, he doesn't cause a, a lot of controversy like George Mendez, but he's right up there in the same ilk as those guys. He represents Sarri, and he's close to uh, Roma's Tiago Pinto, who, for all intents and purposes, I, I, I don't know why they did this. I think it's because they're American owners. They use the word general manager. Mm. Um, and it's basically sporting director, director uh, yeah. generale. There's like no word for it. Um, like in, in Italy, we don't have a word for general manager. Yeah. I think they just did that to maybe appeal to more American fans. I don't know. Um, but yeah, anyway, he's he's close to Ramadani. And I can tell you with 1 million percent certainty um, that Pinto and Ramadani met for Sarri. And it was like 24 hours after they had met where they announced Mourinho. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I was pretty floored only because all of this was happening when Pinto and uh, the Friedkins, they, they traveled um, to, to London. And I don't know if many people know this, but Roma, they have a very, very, very tiny office in London. I think two full-time employees work out of it. It's 10, 15 minutes from Stamford Bridge. It's actually right by the palace. So you can okay. two birds with one stone. If, if you're ever in the area, you can go visit the uh, Kensington Palace or I'm sorry, Buckingham Palace. And then, mm -hmm. um, yeah, stop on by this very, I mean, it's not like there's a sign where it says, uh, <laughs> you know, Aes Roma. Uh, it's yeah. just, yeah, it's, it's almost like a hidden in plate sight thing. Um, but that's where Roma holds like a ton of, secret meetings um very 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 just it's like their place for espionage um but because i know someone with uh ramadani i i had known with a million percent certainty that they had already spoken um for saturday and yeah. i was told for all intents and purposes if it wasn't Mourinho with 99.9999 percent certainty it would have been saturday so i mean the way i kind of viewed it was okay well no matter who they choose, uh, you know, regardless of what you think of one or the other, uh, Roma will be getting a much, 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 much better manager than Paolo Fonseca. <laughs> so, I mean, really, they can't lose here. Um, I, I guess for me, the bigger shock was more so the financial part of it because I, I mean, I'm terrible with math, horrible with math, struggled with math my whole life, but I feel like I'm kind of like an accountant because following Roma and their financial situation over these last years you, oh, yeah. I mean, you almost fascinating yeah but I mean by habit you almost force yourself to become a a, a junior accountant at least because they're they're traded on the boards of Italiana I mean they have to report all of this stuff um all of their financials so I, I guess I <laughs> 
when when Mourinho left Spurs, I think at the time it was the most expensive manager in the world. Um, and I mean, just, him and Simeone, yeah, I think were the two. Yeah, I think it was. Um, now, I, I, the way they do it in the UK with this gross and per week stuff, I can't follow it for my life, so I don't even know what what the real number is. But um, I mean, Roma have never paid more than two and a half million euros net for a manager, and that was Luciano Spalletti and. He left for Inter for four or five million euros because Roma weren't willing to pay that. So if you just, I mean, just the math for me and Mourinho, it just never added up. I, I guess I didn't realize that uh, Daniel Levy was <laughs> willing to essentially fund, uh, at least for the first two seasons, like 75% of his uh, wages, which is great. So, uh, I, I mean, if you're a Roma supporter and you're happy with how they're doing right now, I mean, give Daniel Levy a, a huge round of applause. I mean, the guy's funding uh, over half your manager's salary, so it's great. Um, but yeah, that's my long way of saying, I, I mean, I was shocked. Still, I, I, To be frank with you, I still am shocked. I can't believe the guy's here. It's, um, it's the biggest coup since uh, Capello, and I, I know that's probably been the take that 90 other people have used, but mm. <laughs> it's true. No, I mean, you, it's impossible to argue with that. It's the biggest name possible on the market at the time uh that it happened so yeah matt any anything to ask well john i want to ask you before we get into the particulars as far as the performances on the field players that have emerged players that have stood out to you and overall just the the good start that roma are off to here what's been the the sort of perception um, and and buzz and feeling um by the locals right because Mm. when you get Mourinho, you're not just getting a coach like this is a really big larger than life figure, one of the more accomplished coaches of all time. And frankly, if we're being honest, Roma fans probably like to your point, you know, never really envisioned like, wow, we, we got Jose Nourinho as our coach here. Like whether or not you're factoring in some of his more recent pitfalls and, and struggles at the managerial level, he's a huge coach. He's an, he's a football icon. So what's been the, the sort of feeling around Mourinho um, at Roma from the fans and even some of the locals uh, in, in the capital. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been widely, uh, I mean, just widely welcomed. I mean, the, 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 the greeting that he received from, from, uh, from the supporters, it was July. Eh, it was like July, early July, whatever. First week of July when he, when he finally arrived, I mean, you would have thought that uh, Roma were signing Messi on a free or something. <laughs> You had uh, Dan Friedkin, or maybe it was his son, um, flying the the jet that went and p- picked Mourinho up from Portugal and brought him. I, I mean, it was very surreal. Um, and it's one of the few moments, too, and I know people, it's easy to roll your eyes at this, um, just because I covered Roma, and I, I can understand why people would roll their eyes at this, but this this environment of Roma... It is the most like divisive, difficult, overbearing. Um, I'm trying to stay as positive as I can be with negative adjectives, but that's probably the kindest way I can put it. I mean, this was one of the few things that just united everybody. Which, um, I mean, in recent seasons, you can count uh, things that everybody was unilaterally in agreement with on one hand. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to think of all the big events over the last few years. You had Perossi retire, you had Totti retire, you had obviously a change of ownership, you had uh, Palotta go, 
I mean, we can go down the list. Um, and it's just divisive episode after divisive episode. Uh, this was the one thing that really just seemed to unite everybody, which, to be honest with you, was one of the things that made me the most excited about all of this, because this is a place, I mean, you guys know, you've visited Rome. I mean, you turn on the radio, uh, you can't, I mean, you hop in the taxi, you're, you're switching from one channel to the next, and it's just one stupid radio station after the other talking about Roma, trying to, you know, it's basically like a bunch of poor men and women, Stephen A. Smith's trying to outdo <laughs> each other with who has the dumbest take. Um, and I, I mean that in the most impolite way possible, because a lot of these, a lot of these people who, I, I mean, I do consider some of them my friends, but they, <laughs> um, they are paid to sort of uh, stir the pot, I guess, is the kindest way to put it. They are sure. meant to uh, rile people up. Um, and But this was like the one week, the one month uh, where we got a reprieve from all of that, which was fantastic because again, we we never see that, um, especially with the radios, especially with um, some of the local, you know, Corriere dello Sport, Gazette dello Sport, their uh, Roma correspondents, they like to... Um, Poke the bee's nest, I guess, is probably the, the way to put it. But yeah, not this time. I mean, this was this was welcomed by everybody. I, I, I don't think there was one person who criticized it. And I don't think there's anybody criticizing it now. I think the only person I've seen was uh, Antonio Cassano uh, on Bobo Pierre's oh, uh, Twitch. But <laughs> that guy, I mean, that guy, um, he's constantly pissed off anyway. So I, I, I guess I don't really know what what I should be taking from that. And I mean, nothing. <laughs> Well, right. And I, I mean, again, he's he's constantly angry and most of the time nobody understands what he's saying anyway. So, I mean, I could have just misheard a lot of the things that he said. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, when this happened, I I don't think anybody criticized it. And I mean this, again, in the kindest way possible. But, you know, it, it's Roma. Uh, you know, Allegri goes to Juve and people are like, OK, that's great. It's, you know, <laughs> Allegri going back to Juve. Congratulations. You know, they can have the pick of whoever they want. I just think the mere fact that Mourinho coming to this place that is a perpetual loser, and I mean that in the most lovingly way possible, I I, I have to tell you, I, I was just shocked that he himself was willing to do that because, and maybe this will be my only Stephen A. Smith uh, moment here, but if he wins anything, even Coppa Italia, which I think is kind of a Mickey Mouse thing, but whatever, okay? <laughs> I mean, it will be right up there with what he did with uh, uh, at Porto. I mean, it will be pretty darn close. I won't say it will surpass that or even the treble with with uh, Inter. But I mean, if he if he can do something here, I mean, this will. I mean, statue will not even properly describe what will happen. I mean, they will they will put him underneath the city's. Uh, we all know the, uh, the statue of the, uh, the Lupetto with Romulus and Remus. I mean, he'll be like the third kid under there suckling on the wolf teeth. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's what will happen if he wins something. I, I mean, again, I, I'm just, yeah, I mean, it still floors me that, that Roma got him because I thought they were going to go the usual uh, Roma loser route with somebody like Dizerbi, which I, I mean, it's nothing against him, but I would have just rolled my eyes at that because it's, it's because they're not reaching for the stars and it's a new ownership and it's kind of and, like and the same get him, type. Get, him, get a profile manager like that, right? With no Champions League, 
not even Europa League, Conference League. Like that's yeah. that's unthinkable, right? Well, and that's hold the, up. that's no slight at Roma, but like no, it is a slight. That, it is a slight, I, and I don't care because maybe you guys can answer this for me because you have a much better pulse on this. A manager like Mourinho in a team that does need work and does need to get different pieces in there. Yes, that he's going to commit to this. Yeah. Like, really going to commit to this and Rome are going to commit to them knowing that they can't give him the certain assurances that he needs or has gotten previously. Yeah. And maybe you guys can answer this for me later on or even now, but this whole conference league thing, it still puzzles me. Who asked for this? Like who was the market? Uh, um, UEFA in their pockets. Well, you know, you know what, you know, I like the Europa league, but you know what I could really do with is seeing who finished like fifth in the table of their respective leagues. I really want to see them like duel it out. It's like, who, Nobody ever asked for this at all. This is stupid. Um, but anyway, yeah, Matt, what you said, I, I think is spot on. Um, and frankly, I, I think that goes to something, too, that with this whole Roma thing, their new ownership, I mean, I, I mean the lengths that I went to to get information on these freaking people, to this day, I'm, like, ashamed at the level I went, people I talked to. I mean, it's embarrassing, frankly. Um, it, it puzzles me where they're coming up with this cash. I mean, I, I think they're up to 250, 300 million in cash in euros uh, mm-hmm. that they've thrown into this project already. And now granted, I mean, these people, they, they earn what all three of us here, they earn in five minutes, what we'll make in a lifetime. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But it still like boggles my mind where where they're getting this cash. Maybe I just underestimated their 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 willingness to put forth money into this project. I I certainly underestimated underestimated their their net worth, uh, their financial means, their financial resources. I mean it it it's puzzling to me because I think uh, Roma's overall debt is still. Uh, two. I, I I have to go back and look, but it's it's over two hundred fifty million euros, and that's again with these guys pouring in just those are, so so they didn't cover any of the losses of the of the debts when they took over the club. They just uh, well the, the the debt was essentially rolled into the valuation. So it gotcha. was okay. Um, yeah, I, I have to check on the on, on the exact figure. The specifics, um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's just mind-boggling to me where they get this kind of cash um and matt again to, to what you said about the team needing things i i mean an extension on this needing cash thing i, I mean how in the world they paid for tammy abraham i was stunned i was stunned by that stunned. i have to i have to ask you stunned. about that i, I don't mean stunned. to interrupt but i was because we knew tammy was just going to be on the move there was rumors of you know kind of like a lowerish tier mid-table premier league team that you know has the money because that's the way they that's the way they go these days right? right because the premier league is just loaded but roma in their situation and it kind is it all because Mourinho was was here for this i mean like you have to because it's one thing again with the fans and you know how the club works matt even knows how it works because it's one thing to get Mourinho and what matt was alluding to you have to back him because it's one thing okay you extend pellegrini all right you add a couple pieces here and there rui patricio like it's a nice move it's it's his guy but tammy abraham's a statement like that's a player for that valuation that they got him, even if there's that buyback in there if Chelsea chooses to activate. 
that's a big time move. That's a big name. And that's not cheap. Like that's, I'm pretty sure, what was the figure around 40 million euros? 40, yes. Yeah. And then the clause, that's more than it's... anything Milan has spent besides like Rudy Costa. Like think about that. Yeah. And that's yeah. Roma. Yeah. And, and I mean, mind you, that that's also not with having sold, I mean, an important player. At, at Roma, you you more or less resign yourself to that. Yeah. You, oh, uh, you know, every summer, whether it's Alisson, Angolan, we can go down the line. We all know how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean, the only way, and again, I'm terrible with math, um, but I've been doing this a long time with Roma, just doing these <laughs> under Palota. Um, and I have a bunch of mean messages from him uh, when I would report this stuff. So maybe... Maybe there's just something I've, I'm ignorant to, and I just have a blind spot for. Um, but yeah, I, I, it, <laughs> they saved huge on Jekyll's wages, on Pastore's yeah. wages, on Enzonzi's wages. They sold Genghis Under, and they sold a couple of other guys like Clive or Cheek. Uh, but I mean, the fact they were able to pull out Tammy Abraham, in my opinion, is a huge statement. And Beyond that, I think, too, the ruthlessness at which uh, they conducted their summer market, I, I have to tell you, was <laughs> so impressive. Um, now, granted, I, it doesn't take a lot for me to get impressed by a sporting director. I still think Walter Sabatini should have like 10 Scudetti do his name, but he doesn't. Poor um, I, I mean, Tammy Abraham, he wanted him. They got him. Um, and they got him five days after Jekyll does a 180 where he says, yeah, okay, I'm staying. And then he goes, okay, now I want to go, which Roma were fine with. He was earning seven, eight million euros net. Whereas with Tammy, you can pay him the same, but, but really to the club, it's half because of the, um, uh, the growth decree, which has been fantastic for all of the city. Yeah. One of the few things I can say about my beloved country that they've actually gotten right. Um, <laughs> the fact this was not done sooner is embarrassing. And the fact that there's even talk of uh, disbanding it, I think, again, embarrassing. Um, I mean, in, I, the one that I think goes most uh, under the radar, it's, I, again, love talking about Tammy Abraham, but uh, July 3rd, uh, Roma lose Leonardo Spinazzola, who was having the period of his life yeah. Period of his life. This is better than he was at Atalanta, much better than he was at Juve, much better than he was in the first season at Roma. They lose him uh, when Italy are pay- playing Belgium in the Euro. Uh, eight days later, uh, Roma have his replacement landing in Rome. Just the fact that they were able to carry it out just so definitively, quickly, has been the most impressive thing. And again, Matt, to, to go to you, said. Um, like Roma know that this is, you know, the Portuguese Antonio Conte. If this guy is not happy, he will, he has no problems throwing you or anybody under the bus to the media. Um, so in a way, it's almost like the club, to a certain extent, is taking a risk too. Uh, and the fact that you, you know, okay, so you bring him on, it's a huge financial commitment. And then on top of that, you're obviously going to have to back him in the market. And then on top of that, if you don't, back him efficiently to the degree at which he views necessary he's going to throw you under the bus and and run over your corpse and then hit reverse yeah and (laughs) they still went out and i thought they conducted for the most part very good business um 
Mourinho was still complaining about not having acquired a midfielder, which I, they will 1000% do in January. Um, who that is, I don't know, but it, I, I'm still stunned by everything that's happened over the past three months. I, I know I keep using that word, but it just, this is just so unlike Roma. I, you know, I, maybe this is what it feels like to be a Juventino. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I could think of a few. You didn't. You didn't say, cheat. But... You didn't steal anything. So I don't oh know. come on, man! I well, I have to. I'm legally obligated to say that. <laughs> but man, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you, John. I think it in many ways. If you think you're going to bring in Jose Mourinho, you you can't be that that guy who goes to a pool and and dips his feet in just to kind of see what the water's like. You have to go in head first. Like you have to cannonball into this thing, right? And I think that's kind of what Roma have set that tone for, right? And it's funny because I recall our conversation that all three of us had um, about a year ago when we were talking about, you know, Friedkin coming in, the end of the Pelota era, what fans can expect and anticipate from the market, right? Because that's always been a talking point. Like, is it going to be more sales? Is it going to be more exits before newcomers come in that can really make a difference? And out of nowhere, as we've mentioned, like splashing 40 million on Tammy Abraham. And not only just... Roma doing it there really aren't clubs in Serie A that are doing that that you can really name off the top of your head that are throwing 40 to 50 million at a player right especially as someone coming from the Premier League where those wages are going to have to be somewhat comparable like Juventus couldn't even they had it it took them forever to get the deal over the line for Manuel Locatelli and then even (laughs) some of the other clubs are spending their selling players so for Roma to come in and say oh yeah well no problem 40 million on Tambi Abraham Let's do it. That's that that sets that sets the tone, but that also sets the tone for the entire project, right? Because the fans are are feeding off that. They're saying they got got a coach. We finally got ownership that's going to back the coach. That's going to get him proper players. We have a project here, and I think Roma fans. I know it's early, but I think you could probably agree here that Roma fans didn't anticipate this sort of quick turnaround. Maybe they thought again, you know, a smaller hire or someone that was going to cost a ton. A guy who can come in there, steady the ship. You have a slow, gradual increase up the, or climb up the table. But Roma, from what I can see here, is a team that a lot of people believe can be in that top four conversation um, probably much quicker than than you expected. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. Um, I, I guess I was a little hesitant as to, okay, well, it's clear that Roma, they need reinforcements. But, you know, obviously you can't do all of what you would like to do in one summer obviously with the 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 air of COVID still still emanating for for all clubs as you just you just mentioned I mean it took you forever to to close for Locatelli I I mean a lot of these guys I have to tell you just the fact that Mkhitary huge earner at Roma Smalling huge earner at Roma guys who didn't get on well with him in the past I mean it just seemed like okay well they're out they don't have a role and then you kind of just gradually go down the line, you know, uh, in Zonzi, a corpse. He's not, he's not in the plans. Pastore, I don't know what the evolution beyond a corpse is, but whatever that is, that's what he is. He's out. And then it kind of just got depressing. I, I don't mean to depress you guys, but Florenzi, oof, out. Um, Already a surgery. Oh, well, he's... <laughs> Oh, but I, oh, by, if we go down that one, I, it, 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 this will oh, get yeah. oh, more negative quickly. And I, I, you know, I'm in a relatively good mood. But even going to the landmines that were found. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he's, yeah, he's, 
poor poor Florenzi, but it was nice to see him do with the uh, he already started with the Testa Alta posts after the after the loss to Liverpool. So I was I was glad to see it's uh, he hasn't changed much after a year mm-hmm. in uh, Pali. That was uh, that was a nice little surprise to see that he got back to those Instagram posts. Everybody keep your head held high. Um, but yeah, to, I mean, to me, I you know I looked at Roma's roster, and I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I was pretty uninspired. <laughs> uh, it's like, okay, well, this team finished seventh. Paolo Fonseca, yeah, he was a pretty terrible manager. Um, it just didn't really instill confidence. I mean, funnily enough, I, I mean, the the one certainty that you had was really a. 36 year old Jekyll and then he goes from yes I definitely want to stay I want to play with Mourinho and then 48 hours later he's like oh you know what never mind I I, I want to earn about a couple million euros more uh, at Inter and then it really seems like that was sort of like the catalyst to a certain extent um, a lot of the evolution that the team needed and frankly I'm, I mean I'm glad about it um, as far as their top four chances go I, I penciled them in before the season of four, and that was merely because I, you know, probably had a couple of, well, yeah, I mean, I had a couple of extra glasses of wine when we were recording and I thought, okay, well, I mean, fourth <laughs> or sixth, what's really the, it's not that really different. <laughs> it's not like they finished 10th. Um, but in the early going, I, I mean, admittedly, I, I didn't think they would look this good uh, this early. Mm. I didn't think Mourinho would be playing so progressively this early. I, I thought we were going to see the, you know, the thing that everybody likes to give him stick for one to zero defensive park, the bus, blah, blah, blah. Um, in fact, it's, it's been the exact opposite of that. Oh, yeah. And you add on top of that. I, I mean, at the lot of struggling, I really didn't expect that Juve, of course, which we all love. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, that's been fantastic to watch unfold, although they seem oh. to be getting it back together now. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't anticipate it, but now I just, but lots of, well, you could even say lots of something, despite the Derby not going in your favor, three, nothing to Bologna is pathetic. And then the Immobile injury, I think for me with Roma and what happened last year with you guys was all right. You beat up on the crap teams that you should be beating regardless. Right. Especially if you want to have that expectations that you have, but it's about beating the bigger teams. Oh, right. uh, well, uh, oh, you're going to, I was trying to stay positive. Um, <laughs> no, this no, was but, something yeah. I was on pretty early and I got called some horrible things. Um, but <laughs> after, job. after Fonseca's first season, I, I started keeping like, it was a bit in, in jest, but I, I kept <laughs> tweeting out his record against the big five and everybody just kept, I, 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 I mean, again, Roma, Romanisti, very divisive, especially the Italian ones. I mean, you can, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, well, I know him personally. I'm related to him. So. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah. I mean, I had a guy make a rap about me because he he disagreed with me. Oh, was that, um, is that that? Oh, yeah. yeah. We've yeah. all seen. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, my good friend Marco Violi. Um, <laughs> hope you're doing well, Marco. Um, but yeah, I you know, it's it's just very um, it's very tough to get a gauge on where they where they should finish. I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but again, I, I, I think funnily enough, I would say if they didn't finish top four, it would be pretty disappointing now. Um, if I'm mm. being honest, because I, I think Atalanta are trending downward again, Juve, not anywhere near themselves. That midfield is abysmal. Max is, I don't know. 
mean, they're skating many... by on wins. It's not, they're still not convincing wins. And I know Juve used to do that, but it, it's still a, it's a different vibe. It's a different league than it used to be. And no one's as scared of them as most used to be as well. You know? Yeah. Like, it, it is weird because I, I, I think this season, especially it, it seems like the trends that maybe we were used to in previous seasons are, are, not happening and maybe COVID empty stadiums, maybe we're just, you know, maybe we're just starting to maybe get back to normalcy in the sense of, Hey, you know, Juve can go and lose to an Ampoli or something like that. I mean, with the empty stadiums, we, you know, we just, it just seemed like we weren't experiencing that. Um, It's just, yeah, it's, it's really weird. I mean, I have to be honest with Milan. I think Pioli is a good manager for like, 15 months and then after that it's 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 a disaster class i i have to be honest you two i i'm stunned 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 how long this is lasting that this guy is still doing it stunned i can't believe it his because 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 the point i always try and make to some people is like when did he ever really have a squad this deep or talented to kind of go that extra mile because it, yeah. it always, there was like, yeah, Lazio, we got him to what the, it was the knockout, uh, not the knockout stages, the qualification rounds for the Champions League when it went to third place um, at that time, but they didn't get in. They lost to like Gladbach or something. But then it's like always been like those inter teams that even with Spalletti at times, they would crash in the second half of the season, right? Like th- through the winter, like winter Scudetti was, was inter. And then it was kind of the same with Pioli, but not to harp on that too long. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, we're all stunned too. We thought we thought the downturn was coming, but it seems like they're only getting better, which is bizarre. Uh, yeah, I'm. it still shocks me. I can't, like, I, <laughs> Milan and Atalanta, I've kept saying, you know, they're going to regress towards the mean at some point. Now, for Milan, it's because of the coach. For Atalanta, I just think... Uh, Steroids you know, wore off. Well, yeah, yeah Bang's both potion <laughs> only goes so far for so long. Yeah. Um, you know, at some point, you know, Golsons goes from, you know, uh, 100 pounds soaking wet. And now he's, you know, he's more vascular than, I don't know, like an NFL player. Um, uh, Gretzka and, type move you know, with, the, yeah, with the body. Yeah, well, Bangs ball. Uh, yeah, our Danish, our Danish friend, he has a bit of a history of that, but I'll leave that mm. alone. Oh, well, yeah. No, I know no he's an avid listener to this. I, I can just hear him on the line with his american lawyer just waiting to uh waiting to (laughs) sue me or something but i'm not accusing you of anything uh jens i'm just saying it's it's interesting i I, listen i agree too i i never officially said anything i always make a point of that santangelo could back me up on this i always don't say it verbatim but i'm just saying yeah, well, I'm that's just why Matt has his I'm microphone muted right now. Exactly, he's, he's saying no, it. He just doesn't want to. Matt's say it. At, Matt, and and listen, I have a ton of other people too that are on that conspiracy train. But another thing that we really wanted to talk to you and get you about, we have um, a pr- pretty big audience of American listeners. Right, we're from America. Um, half our crowd is that. Brian Reynolds. I mean, it's really interesting. We get the move as to why he went there. It made sense for him. Um, and especially the time in which, you know, kind of Roma's at right now where they could, you know, take a little risk like that in terms of young, uh, unknown talent to an extent, mm. because he was, he was known over here, right. Uh, from the area in Texas where the freakins are, you get the connections all around, but now all of a sudden, John, is he on the way out? Like what's, what's the gist here? Because it doesn't look like he settled in whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. So admittedly. 
I know nothing of MLS. <laughs> I've never watched a second of MLS. And anytime I write a story on Reynolds, I have people just annihilating me in my mentions for just either I missed something about his time at FC Dallas. I, I don't watch MLS. Okay. So I knew, I didn't even know his name before it cropped up. Um, I had somebody message me in November because I, I, I knew that Ryan freaking was flying from uh, during Thanksgiving holiday. I knew he was flying from Rome to uh, Houston and then to long beach. And I, I was told that, well, when he's in Dallas, he's going to, um, or I'm sorry, when he's in Houston, he's going to land in Houston. He's going to meet with FC Dallas about this player. His name is Brian Reynolds. Again, no idea who he was. No clue. Um, listen, I, I think, and you guys can attest to this. It doesn't even, it's not even something exclusive to, to, to Rome. Okay. When you have players, especially young players that come from abroad, I, I think City, and this is another thing people will roll their eyes at. I think personally, just from my vantage point, I think it takes a lot more time to adapt to a league like City than it does the Premier League. I do. Um, I think you can land in England, in the UK, and physicality, strength, speed. There's not a lot of tactical nuance, of course, unless you're playing for like, you know, Pep or something in City. There's not a lot of tactical nuance that you have to adapt to and learn very quickly in order to make your presence felt. You know, yeah, if I agree. You're quick. Yeah strong you know uh, you can adapt to the premier league and in my opinion spain uh and even to a certain extent definitely Bundu, definitely Bundesliga. Bundesliga, not, exactly yeah yeah so i i think that stylistically there's just a much longer adaptation time to the city uh for and it's i mean this isn't even exclusive to, to young players i i mean ashley young uh it's like 2021. He came to Roma seven years ago. I mean, that guy's still adapting to, he doesn't even play anymore. I, I still couldn't tell you if he knows how to say hello, if he can even play against like a primavera side. That's how bad he was. He, he, he couldn't adapt. So he's 19. He's very young. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to take time. Now, I know for a fact, because I, again, I'm, I'm pretty close with a couple of people who represent him. He had a ton of loan offers, ton of loan offers, uh, one of which was from uh, Venezia, where, again, I didn't know this. But, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I, um, I don't know who these um, I, I didn't know that Venezia had this contingent of, you know, American players, but uh, apparently they do. Um, <laughs> he shot them down. He shot down a couple of uh, loan offers from uh, from Belgium. Gotcha. So he had the chance to go if he wanted to. Um, I don't think Roma would have necessarily stopped him if he explicitly said, hey, why don't I just go here for the season and we'll, you know. Um, Reconvene after. Right. I, you know, I, I can get consistent playing time. I can grow. I can learn more about Europe. Um, he was adamant on staying. And I, I don't think that it's very odd that he's still not playing. Uh, he's behind Rick Karsdorp, who if we want to talk about going against trends. You know, this was a guy who was brought in by uh, the wizard, Ramon Monchi. I think he's like <laughs> one of the 
one of the 22 players that were purchased during that idiot's time that actually turned into something um, beyond uh, beyond Zaniolo, but I'm not going to give I'm not going to give Ramon credit for him. Um, Understandable. Simply because he doesn't he doesn't deserve any any kind words from me. Um, we had a couple directors like that one summer ago, a couple summers well, ago. Yeah. Yeah, well, he he doesn't understand English, so if he somehow catches wind of this, it'll yeah, unless he plugs it into his translator, he he won't know what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. Ramon, you you sucked. Um, so uh, yeah, Brian Reynolds is okay. He's currently behind Ricard Thorpe, who first three seasons at Roma, he was either drunk or injured, one of those two. That was it. There was no middle ground. Um, goes out on loan, back to Feyenoord, uh, injured again. Comes back to Roma. He's about to be sold to Genoa for seven and a half million euros. Deal is in place. And then the deal at the last minute falls apart. Okay. He somehow, I, I don't know, maybe, you know, Jan gave him a little bit of his juice. He has turned into a guy who is not injured over these past two seasons. I don't know how in the world he's done it. I don't know what he's done. But he's not only not injured, he's performing at an incredibly, incredibly, incredibly good rate this is the most production that Roma have gotten from the right back role since they had um old weaning off the steroids Mike on I, I mean which is what 2013 so we're, we're going close to a decade and this is without question the most production they've gotten from that role um so there's a bad luck mixed in with it there's b his young age and c there's the adaptation I just think it's going to take time I I again I didn't know much of him before this whole thing started. And I still don't necessarily know where he fits into the future picture of the, of the United States men's national team. Maybe you guys can. He's still, he's me. still behind like Serginio Dest and, and even Deandre Yedlin. So, okay. So that's what I, that that's what I thought because I, okay. So Dest, I mean, we, we all know him. Yedlin uh, I knew of him just because mm-hmm. he was close to Roma at one point. Um, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, they they had a signed contract too. Uh, we can revisit that one uh, <laughs> at some point. That's a fun story. Um, so I, I I guess I'm confused by because I anytime I write something about Reynolds, I I, I just get a lot of these very hmm, passionate individuals who just tell me, oh, Mourinho sucks. Uh, you know, why it's never it's never us, it? it's you kind of thing. Well, right, it, it, and part of me, it, you know. I just kind of, it's not unusual to me that a 19 year old in Europe for the first time isn't playing, you know, uh, uh, isn't a first choice at one of the five biggest clubs in the city. Like to me, that is not unusual. Um, Again, maybe if you follow this guy and you view him as a much better player than maybe what I've observed. I'm not saying that he's not good, but I, I mean, if you've watched him longer than I have, you certainly have a much better sense as to what his capabilities are. I, no, I, I just think this is merely part of the growing process and uh, he's, he's going to get more time over the next few months. Now, if this keeps up, I, I think in January, he will leave. Um, we will see, but I mean, he's been adamant. His parents have been adamant of, well, we want him to go to one place. We want him to stay there. We want him to learn. We want him to grow. Um, so while I can understand the frustration, I, I, I guess I kind of harken back to those words of, okay, well, if you really feel that way, you know, less than one year, you're, you're you know, you're going to leave. Um, 
is it possible he leaves? Yes. Uh, do I think at this very moment he will? No, because I, I do think something will give. Uh, I do think Mourinho is going to play him in, in the conference league. Um, I just think he has to grow. I, and I don't know. I, I know I probably sound like a 65-year-old when I talk like this, but I just don't view it as unusual. But maybe this is just a different, uh, a different point of view, a different mentality. I mean, you guys can attest to this. I mean, it, it, how old is Rafael Leal? Uh, 21, 22? 22, like turned 22 in uh, yeah. uh, June. Okay. And can we not see what, you know, sitting a little bit and maybe growing and adapting did for him? I, I, I'm not saying he's going to explode. To I mean, you point. could say it for most of the Milan squad. I mean, they're the right. youngest average age, one of the five youngest in Europe. So, I mean, well, we've, we've seen it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, I mean listen, I've, I've, I've had a beef with like a couple hundred of your fans to <laughs> the Cristante thing <laughs> when that popped up. But yeah, no, you're 100% right with it. Yeah. I, I, I again, I, admittedly, this is a, a lot of this was born from ignorance. I, I, I don't. I, I don't follow the, 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 the MLS US football. So I didn't know who he was. I, I, I guess I just find it weird that people are so like angry and adamant for him to leave um, after seven, eight months, nine months. Um, I just don't view it as unusual. Um, but I mean, if you have a higher opinion of him, I, I again, I, I, I can perhaps see how you would be pretty eager for him to leave. Um, now, I guess the one argument I, I, I would entertain to that is, okay, well, Mourinho, we can look down the line. It's not as if this guy is heavily reliant on, you know, 19, 20, 21 year olds. Um, we can count on one hand, how many young players he's kind of like launched, which, okay. Um, I, I guess I could, I guess we could have that debate. I'm sure I can come up with a few names if, if pressed. Um, but again, I, I, I just don't view it. And especially too, I, I, don't, I don't know why this doesn't get talked about, but it's his first move, not only abroad, but his first move to, a. I mean, MLS, the top five league. I know this will get me in trouble, but I'm sorry. It's the step is enormous. Um, now it is. I, I mean, again, this is me without, you know, I don't watch MLS, but I mean, it's not even in the 10, 15 top leagues in the world. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not as if this is a baby step. This is a enormous step. And I, I talk about this a lot too. I know I probably sound old, but the cultural difference too, I, I can't, I can't stress that enough that you're going to a place where they speak a new language, um, I, I I haven't been to Dallas too many times, but I, I can't imagine that the lifestyle is very much like Rome. Um, uh, Fort Worth, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I mean, Rome a million times slower. I, you know, it's just completely different. Um, I, I mean, there's guys that, you know, who are still in Rome that still can't speak Italian. Um, I mean, Karsdorp is one of them. You know, maybe, maybe Karsdorp does something uh, because of his lack of being able to speak Italian and uh, Reynolds finds him himself in the first team all of a sudden i'm just saying i i this is like my 20 minute way of saying I, I guess i don't view it as that big of a deal but uh clearly there are some people who feel differently than myself um but i i, I guess i just don't see the added benefit of a making a big deal of it and b uh, sort of forcing him or making him feel the pressure of needing to 
go on loan somewhere because then it's kind of like you're hitting the reset button in terms of adapting to a new place. That's, that's how I feel about it. I, I just don't think it's that big of a controversy. I really don't. Yeah, Matt, any, uh, anything else? Because I know you got a bolt in like a second here. Yeah. Um, well, no, I, yeah, I say, yeah, well, no, um, <laughs> I, I wanted to really quickly ask you how you've, how you've seen Zaniolo post injury, right? Um, obviously him not being it kind of, uh, in the equation for the Euro was probably disappointing on his end. Um, but we have the World Cup coming right around the bend. It's a positive moment for Italy. So my first question pretty much is how have you seen Zaniolo? Do you think he looks like he's closer, getting closer to the player he was previously, before his injury. Um, and secondly, what young players um, have stood out the most under Jose Mourinho? Because there's a handful in the squad that are very young. We obviously mentioned Reynolds. He hasn't gotten a lot of opportunity. But uh, Ibanez, uh, Marash Kumbula, who you know, arrived from Verona a couple a couple summers ago, didn't have the great debut season there. But someone they spent a substantial amount on, and then they're probably relying on him to grow into a, 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 a quality defender for them. So which young players have stood out to you most so far? And how do you uh, see Zanio looking so far as well? Well, hold on. Are, are you, you follow the Polish national team. I always see you tweeting about them, yeah? You didn't say Zalewski. Well, I was going to, but, you know, listen. Uh, no, 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 I'm joking. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well... Uh, I mean, as far as young players, I think Nikola Zalewski is probably where I'd start. Um, a guy who goes from the Primavera to getting called up to the Polish uh, national team, which is, I mean, crazy. Um, I mean, the only time that I can think of of recent memory where a guy from Roma goes from not really featuring too consistently in the first team to a senior, a pretty prominent national team was Zaniolo. Uh, yeah, I mean, very surprising. I, I do think Zalewski is going to have a much bigger role in the second half of the season. Um, clearly, Mourinho really, really likes him, really likes him. Um, Darbal, as you mentioned, I, I think he's one to keep an eye on. He has been, he really emerged out of nowhere. I, I think he has the physical tools and he's, he's, he's building this really nice technical quality about him. His positioning is fantastic. I, I think he can really be the guy that maybe Mourinho lacked in the summer that he was begging for the, you know, the Mediano, the sort of defensive minded midfielder who can assist uh, in, in reading the game, help at the back. I, I would say those two are the ones that stick out the most. And then Zaniolo, it's been, it's been a process. It's probably the, the easiest way or the most simplest way I could put it. Uh, clearly nobody expected him to come firing out of the gates I think he's only scored once so far this season. It, it, it could be twice. Um, yeah, I, I think it's either one or two goals. I, I don't think it's more than that. Um, I mean, clearly, I think when he's healthy and at the top of his game, and if I would say his best game was either at the weekend or at the derby against Lazio, which mm-hmm. he was only one of a handful of guys to actually perform really well. I mean, just in terms of pure raw talent, um, I mean, there's no doubt he should walk into the Italian national team. I guess I'd be curious to hear what you guys think about this. But, you know, is, is Mancini really going to change a whole lot after winning the Euro? Um, yeah. I feel like at this point right now, he's maybe tinkering with a couple of things. But I would say he has 80 
to 90% of his team in place, or at least has a relatively good idea, uh, at least, I don't know, 75% of an idea as to who will be there. Uh, I mean, who, if we look at that team that was there in, in the summer, I mean, who does Zaniola replace? Is it, is it Bernard Deschi? I, I don't know. Um, because he's got I mean, his favorites right now, and it's odd because it's a really quick turnaround. It's not it's not right. the usual, like we have two years to figure this out. They have to ease him in because he was he there was a good chance he was gonna get some burn at the right wing before you know Chiesa took that direction that went upwards. He got injured with the national team for a second time with the ACL. I I think, and I've said this, and I and I actually tweeted it the day after the final. I said what we saw with Insigne as a false nine, um, working with the two forwards up front, whether they had mm. somebody on the left or whoever it could be, right? Say, for an example, I think the perfect thing were to be if Saniolo reaches back to what he used to be and goes further, right? Because he's more experienced. Saniolo behind a Chiesa and Insigne as a false nine could work if Immobile does nothing if Kane can adapt well, that's a given he I mean he sucks with the national listen team. listen I'm I'm doing it for argument's sake I know you won't argue with me but I just <laughs> I just don't want to hear it it's been a tired subject that's something Matt and I were oh, talking yeah. about I mean, like yeah. it's just it's just call a spade a spade at one point it's not there's nothing wrong with admitting that it's big fish small pond and that's not an insult it just is what no, it is I mean there's been plenty of great players who have carved up fantastic careers doing that um and oddly enough like Lazio have a really good knack for doing that which again is no <laughs> insult to them but I mean honestly um the way people kind of find their feet there I always think of Klosa and I know he was uh. well established at Bayern obviously but man he was scoring for fun uh, in his mid-30s yeah I, I with Zaniolo, it's weird because I, I think the only certainty in terms of his position is you just need to give him space, whether that's in the midfield as sort of like a Metzala and a 4-3-3, uh, whether that's on the right wing, um, which again, Chiesa, you're not really going to change things there. Not a chance. Um, <laughs> whether it's in the hole, uh, behind attackers, I, to me, he's just kind of like Chiesa in the sense of I'll put this in like the most like American way possible. Like he's, he kind of reminds me of like LeBron as in, you know, nothing is happening for you in attack. Just, just give him the ball and see what happens. Like, yeah. I, I kind of feel like he is as a quality where, you know, okay, well, uh, Immobile, Bialotti, they fluffed five goals, scoring chances. This is never going to happen. Uh, how are we going to get a goal? Oh, okay. We just smack it forward to Chiesa. We smack it forward to Zaniolo and just, let them pull magic from their backside. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I don't necessarily like that approach, um, but I, I, I just, I have a hard time squaring with, and you said, uh, Mark, you, know, you, you, you talked about his favorites. I, I mean, okay. Conte had Giaccherini. Mm. I just, I feel like there's much better Hills to die on than Cristante and, you know, Bernardeschi. Listen, I, man, I've I've said it. I mean, even like there's the potential. I mean, Pasina got within the squad because of the Sensi stuff, and Sensi's not going to be even around there. There's Castrovilli. Like, if that's somebody that's not Hello, really, too. come on. I mean, listen, I, I I don't have my dual citizenship, but Tole is not Italian. Like, come on, that's not. He's he's not even good. First of all, um, I don't like him like that. I don't I don't find any. I also don't want to see any Atalanta players from there. Like Pacino's no, like one. No, thing. no, no, no. <laughs> I, no. I, I think, I think there's going to be some changes happening soon. I, because even now, what we saw with these call ups this week, um, 
like the Tonali not even getting called up was because they oh, want a him joke. They, a joke. I, a joke. because they want him to do more with the U21. Who gives a shit? I no offense. Like, I mean, who cares? Right. The the U21s uh, have marked in glory for the, I mean, give me a break. Who cares? Uh, Verratti and Immobile lost the U20, uh, U21 2012 Euro finals to uh, Spain, right? Like it's, who cares? Look what happened in 2021. We have to get these guys ready for November next year. We're talking about 13 months. And right. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, now is the time where, you you tinker with that 25% that you're maybe unsure of, and that's it. I mean, for me, like right now, I don't want to see Mancini playing Balotelli. I don't want to see him playing Immobile. I, I'm, I'm I want to see Keane. Guys. I want to see Raspadori. I, I, uh, I want to see, I don't know, guys that we just haven't gotten a taste of. I, I can't do this again with, with Immobile, Balotelli, even like Berardi, okay? Um, you know, just good group stage. Uh, like you saw the weaknesses in, in the knockouts. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, our... I mean, we're all old enough here. I saw enough of the Yaquintas, the Quagliarellas, and I, I love him. You know, Giardino even. I, I've seen enough of that. I, I, I don't need to see this, this, these old records uh, being, being, blowing the dust off and seeing if they still play. I, you know, we, we, we have enough of a body of work there. We understand what they do or do not give. Just please stop. And for for my sanity if i see florenzi there i will i still i still don't grasp it i never did i, I never hurl myself off off at least a five it will require at least five stories of, of even five when we got back to those qualifiers when they want to go set the record he was the one who allowed the goal uh bulgaria i believe it yes. was yeah well you um, can always count on him to do that he's you know i mean um, i never i was never infatuated with him i understood his quality going forward but the guy could never defend i never trusted him in defense the only other roma defender that i ever despised to just watch was probably fazio in recent mm. memory because i thought he was horrendous um but yeah i just same thing like we saw sakarto in 2006 like the guy's there i don't know why but he scored an own goal against the us but it's yeah it's but I, not I to but not to harp on it too much right because we got to head on out here because it's getting kind of late here oh what's this feb romano saying something whatever Dabala. um but yeah i think it's it's best to wrap it up now with pellegrini i mean again solidification of a project right Yes, and furthermore, solidifying right, Mourinho. One thing, ownership, potential stadium. I mean, we're not we're not going to get into the stadium today. Don't worry. Um, hey, Rome. Hey, new Rome mayor. That's that's the only thing I've been doing. Today that's a, that's stupid what stupid interviews for this I stupid was... stadium, which I'll be dead before it even gets built anyway. So I don't know why I care. <laughs> um, there there'll be a second Roman Coliseum before that happens. Um, yeah. I think that um, this is great. Uh, because you're always kind of worried about, you know, all right, they're kind of in flux right now. If, uh, like, I think if Palota was still around, Pellegrini would have been gone. He would have been sold. <laughs> I, I genuinely yeah, believe I that. I genuinely I believe that. And, it's, and, and even if it's against his wishes, right, because it's clear that he wants to stay and he has agreed to to 2026 to stay on. Four million euros net, I believe, correct? Um, yes. Yeah, it, well, it'll be four and a half, but yeah, for all, I mean... Yeah, okay, yeah. Either, either way, so well, yeah. You, you got it. You got it now. Um, I, th- I think this is awesome from New Life under Mourinho. I never understood quite the... I guess he got some disdain towards him for whatever reason. You know, there's a lot of pressure playing for Roma and being, you know, a youth talent out of there. I... 
I, I always found him to be good. I never thought he was as poor as some would say, and I never thought he's as great as some other would kind of prop him up to be. I think he's an above average player that, you know, under the right manager, as we've seen, could unlock something better because I mean, right now, uh, is this a fluke or this is kind of mm. more of an expectation of what you can see from him? I mean, I, I I can't run away from it. His first two seasons, I have so many tweets just about how terrible he was. We we um, talked we talked about it last time. Yeah, and and listen, I, I I won't hide from it. He, um, I mean, it's people love uh, using hindsight to beat you over the head with an old tweet, which I you know. Listen, I'm getting that. That, that now, speaks yeah. more to. Yeah, I think that speaks more to us about a human race than it does football uh, football supporters. But uh, yeah, listen. Um, First two seasons under Eusebio Di Francesco, I mean, again, if we want to speak in hindsight, clearly that guy is, if not the worst, one of the worst managers that we've had in Serie over the past five seasons. So clearly what his lack of performance has meant in those first two years, I, I should have taken with a far much greater grain of salt. <laughs> but when he was playing as a Metzala uh, in a 4-3-3, he was terrible. I mean, there's just no running from it. He he was horrible, horrible. Can't can't defend. Going forward, very awkward. Doesn't really offer much in the overlap. Just very awkward player. Did not fit, which is weird because at Sassuolo, that was the exact role that he played. Um, fast forward, you say Di Francesco. Um, uh, he is on his way out, but he. Rose Pellegrini on, he puts him in a number 10 role. He has this unbelievable back heel goal against Lazio. And that seems like the thing that kind of like unlocked his career. The thing with him was never a question of, you know, ability, you know, kind of like, I hate this comparison, but it's like, you know, Balotelli. Nobody's ever questioned Balotelli's ability or his, you know, the, the amount of magic he has in his foot. It's, whether this individual has the character, yeah. the professionalism to kind of put everything together and wrap it nicely into the complete player. Um, and that is where he really struggled. I, I mean, he was not consistent over these past two seasons. Um, for me, another thing I didn't like was he was kind of veering down this path of, from a captain standpoint, because of course he's Roman, we have to give him the armband. Um, there's no other options. There's no other <laughs> You're either Roman or you're not Italian. That's how it goes there. Um, so we have to give him the armband. Okay, great. Is he going down the path of Florenzi, who, and again, I hate these words. I, 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 I'm embarrassed that I even use them, but, you know, who's kind of more of like the beta personality. I can't think of a good word. I, I just the fact that came He's out more of reserved. Mouth. He's more reserved kind of guy. Uh, yeah, well, not even that. You know, he doesn't command a room. Florenzi and that that's I not a, yeah. that's not me joking about his height I all the uh, I get jokes the, about my height all the time hey, hey short kings I I sympathize it's okay it's only bald <laughs> people that we hate um <laughs> you know it, it was like okay is he going down the Florenzi or is he going down the dead Aussie path and at first it kind of looked like he was going down the Florenzi path because he wasn't very vocal he was not uh, wouldn't speak but isn't it kind of an odd transition for someone like that because oh, it sure. because it's yeah. at the end of both of the biggest roma players of the past i don't i yeah. i can't exaggerate too much but 30 40 years would no be fair, no you're right right, you're right. And, yeah and the and on top of that too um 
when you're Roman and you find yourself in the first team, you, you don't have a choice. You, you, you are thrust into this like unwanted position where yeah. you are not only sink or swim. Yeah. It, it, it's sink or swim. It's, Oh, you have to be, you know, Capitano Futuro, you know, mm. uh, and that is who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done uh, before, you know, this is like ingrained. Uh, your story is already written, uh, so to speak, as we can say. It, it, it was a very awkward period for him. Could I have been less hard on him? Sure. Um, <laughs> but, but listen, I mean, I, I can't argue. Nobody can argue with how he's playing right now. I, I did not see this coming, I, I guess, to this. I, you, did, I did. you didn't see the uh, the three best Italian midfielders of the season being Tonali and Pellegrini as two of the three because yeah, that's no, what it is. I, I mean, if you'd said Barella, most people would have been like, okay, that makes sense. But I mean, it's like you can't not have a conversation and not have him in it. It's just, uh, yeah, it's like I that. Mean, it's that crazy at the moment. It, it is crazy. Um, and the thing this season that he's really put together that he was terrible with. Uh, misplaying the ball in the final third, uh, losing the ball in the uh, in the penalty area. I mean, not being able to score a goal of his life depended on it. He could have had an open goal, nobody else on the field. If somebody was holding a gun to the back of his head and said, hey, you just had to roll this into the goal, I couldn't confidently tell you if you'd be able to do that or not. Hmm. I mean, the fact that he's scoring, I mean, these world is not there. Was mind-boggling to me. I mean, that is something that Stefan El Shadawi, those are his kind of goals, you know, after he does um, a line of <sighs> some substance. Um, so I've heard about it. <laughs> well, yeah. I won't, I, you don't I, have yeah, to. I won't go okay. into that. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just weird because, I mean, he's doing things that you just knew in previous seasons he wasn't capable of. Um, but I still think the biggest transformation is just from a personality standpoint. Um, Interesting. And I don't want to just say that it's simply down to Mourinho, but clearly Jose Mourinho did something. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if he, you know, if he, if he did that's like what, a, that's what a manager like that does. He right, right. like his comments when he first joined, he understood what the job entailed you. Cause, cause a lot of people I think were to even like go and take that job over there and, you know, sometimes like outside looking in people who are not not casuals, but aren't too familiar with the situations that, oh, it's just Roma. The expectations can't be that high. Right. Oh. Because they're not they're not these serial winners of, you know, Scudetti, like all the time, like competing for champions. Like it's, you know, it's a lot of expectations because of the pride. And, right. you know, it firsthand. I know it like secondhand from family and and, and just like viewing and watching this league for so many years is he gets it and on a personal level that's why he's arguably probably the best player manager coach that has been around the past 20 30 years is that he knows what a player like that needs it's not even to just address it publicly it could be behind in the dressing room or in his office he could help him and you know you could even get into what you i don't know if you saw the amazon all or nothing with spurs <laughs> i did i did yeah that was so i mean like even when you see he the way he sits down with a deli ali and a harry kane he wants to he knows how to talk to harry kane as opposed to talking to deli ali because each player is a different person i think he's just tapped into what he knows a roma captain needs to be and 
what his expectation relative to his talent is. And I think it could, it, it's gonna, I don't think it's a fluke. I think this is a serious thing. And I, th- and I think, um, I don't know you, you personally, I understand the hesitancy because you haven't seen it like that, but I mean, it happened with Frank Kessie, right? We saw that like ups and downs at Milan. Next thing you know, like he's probably the best double pivot midfielder in Serie A, right? It's, yeah, well, you guys want to bring that up? I mean, it looks like he's going now, yeah? I should listen, I mean, Matt, Matt had to check out for a second because he had something to do, but I, listen, listen, I'm no... You wanted I'm, to avoid this. I I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm no insider with this. Who, who knows? I mean, it's... At, the, well, at a certain point, bad. if he's, I mean, what are the numbers we're saying? He wants, he wants, he wants, he wants 8 million net. Oh, look, oh, Santangelo well, is back in time. He wants 8 million. Net. And this well, is, I mean, that looks terrible. If Pellegrini's doing it for four, four and a half. Um, and we're talking about Barella at four, four and a half. We're talking right. about Tonali taking a pay cut at his age, just to join Milan full time. We're talking about, you know, what you see with some of these other players. But again, I think this is what lingers coming from, you know, past management with Mirabelli and Fassone where they couldn't negotiate a deal for their lives, where Antonio Donnarumma is getting 1 million euros net. The guy literally makes cakes on the side. That's what he's good for. That's it. But he was getting that type of money and it set the precedent for these past players going into these second rounds of negotiations where instead of them coming in on the ground floor where it's we're making one and a half million euros per net or net per season, we're looking at, okay, we want the salary tripled where 6 million net's not good enough. 6 million net, uh, 6.5 million net plus bonuses is not good enough. And and right. they're kind of sitting there where it's like, okay, if Lazio could pay their highest paid player, like Immobile under 5 million net, if Juve are able to do some really good figures with some of these players, if Inter are able to get Barella, yeah, which was, which is a point I made before you jump back in is like, and even Roma again, this is their guy now in Pellegrini, right? He's going to, whether or not he's the best player, he is the guy in the face of them, um, especially for Italian fans. We're having Cassie now. It's like, all right, like you want to go take your 8 million euros net, like go ahead, go to Spurs. Spurs what you want. Like, but I think at a certain point, Maldini and somebody has to make a point to him is that, if you stay here, and I know it's a different thing, you have to take your money when you can. But the thought process should be, look how close Milan is to turning this shit around. Financially, on the field, if you still get paid handsomely, more than most midfielders in Serie A, how many more midfielders get paid? Like Rabio, whatever. Like that's a, that's a whole other story, right? But if you're right, getting right. paid that much money at Milan, you're in the Champions League competing for league titles, cups, Mickey Mouse Coppa Italia, as you like to say it, and many other people. <laughs> like, like that weighs more over the long term in your career than just going to Spurs and not to say he'll be a Nondembele or an Eric Lamella to an extent. Like there's, there's a difference there. And, you know, like sometimes be careful what you wish for, but who knows what happens with him. Real quick on Cassie too. And I think it's, it's interesting, right? Because when he was at Atalanta, he, there, he was quoted as, as saying that he grew up supporting Manchester United and that's a move he would, he would really favor. That's a team that needs a holding midfielder. They need to upgrade over Fred, but they don't know what their situation looks like with Paul Pogba. It, it, makes, it makes sense for him. Because he knows he can get that money playing for the club he's always wanted to play for. Now, I'm not saying he's deserving of that money, but whether we, we all talk about what a player's worth, whatever someone's going to pay him, right? 
Donnarumma's not worth 12 million. PSG said, not according to us. We'll take him. We'll pay him. We'll pay him 12 million a year because we don't have to pay a transfer fee for him. <laughs> we have our goalkeeper sorted. So I, I, I agree with you, Martino, in the sense that yes, Milan's previous directors have put such a difficult burden on the current guys, and and people still have this misconception and this belief that uh, it's Maldini that doesn't want to keep these. As players John knows, many no, many, oh, many fans come are on. stupid. Oh, no, no, I have to say this before I go. Uh, Ricky man, Masada. Yeah, one of the oh my God, one of the nicest, 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 but most astute directors that I think you will find in all of Serie A. Um, I'm telling you, I, I, I would whatever he does, it might seem really stupid in the moment, but. I, he knows what he's doing. He is. He's. They've they've missed on like me when he left Roma. They they, they must have missed like three he targets. He's so a guy far. that's kind of behind the scenes. Like people yes. look at the big presence and the big figure of Maldini because of his playing career and the moves he's pulled off and you know him going to Ibiza famously and getting Taylor Hernandez. But I agree. Like I think Matsada's to your point is is well respected around Italian cultural circles to the point where. Everyone seems to be doing their job in these negotiations. And it's no surprise that Milan are in a better position financially now because look at the people negotiating the deals. Look at the yeah, wage bill. Exactly. Much healthier. Players are getting paid more fairly. Taylor Hernandez is one of the best left backs right now in the game. And he's getting paid about one and a half to two million a year. That's unheard of. But if it was a different, if it was a different management, this guy's getting paid two to three times that. That so, would have been sold. Oh, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make here is I don't necessarily think it's a Milan problem. It's an Inter problem. It's whatever. It's the gap between the, every other league and the Premier League because they know that, oh, you're not going to give it to me? I'll go to the Premier League, even if it's a West Ham, even if it's a mid-table side. I could pay those wages. And everyone's situation is different. So at the end of the day, I think Milan going forward have to be a little bit more understanding of can we get a deal done? Is, is there headway to be had here with yeah. a deal? Because if we can't do it, we got to sell the player. You can't let Romagnoli leave and Haka and Kessie leave a summer after GGO and Hakan leave for free. Yeah. Well, we know Hakan's not the player. Inter fans are making memes and they're already feeling it right now. But you can't let players you spent $25 million on, $30 million on, walk for free when they're in their mid to late 20s. That can't be the that can't be the model here. Yeah, I I will say this. Um, and, and yeah, I, I am kind of pining for him. And uh, yeah, what, this is propaganda because again, I I, I I genuinely like Ricky. He's a fantastic guy. Um, I mean, you you mentioned about how he likes to be in the background. I mean, that is like the perfect way to describe him. He spent over i think yeah 11 or 12 um years literally under the thumb of sabatini i mean unless you met him uh in person you would not have known that not that this was the guy who made walter sabatini but this was a guy who played such a huge part i i mean i i can't understate this i mean when he was he was with walter at uh, palermo mm-hmm. He had a huge hand in getting Pastore to Palermo. I mean, we can go down the line, player after player after player after player after player. 
um, that this guy has helped bring to clubs for very nominal fees. And not only that, um, because I do admit, I, you know, when he went to Milan, I, I was a bit hesitant because I thought, okay, well, this is the first time, not only are you a sporting director, uh, you know, the main man, uh, it's Milan um, and it's Milan under Maldini. So um, yeah, he may be the one drawing the attention, but I mean, there's still going to be the spotlight on you. Um, I mean, even if you're living in the U S and you, you maybe don't understand Italian. I mean, if you just watch this guy on the zone, give interviews, I mean, it's pretty clear. He's not one to, uh, you know, you mentioned Maldini going to a beach. I don't think we're going to see Ricky with a shirt off uh, on a yacht <laughs> with uh, a, a, a someone uh, of a questionable age, let's put it. Um, yeah. You're just not going to see him doing that. <laughs> He's just such a mild-mannered, polite, but very astute. Um, and I, I I don't think this is a big deal if I share, but um, I'm good friends with um, the, the uh, a lawyer who, who works for Roma player, Diawara. He met with, um, he met at Casa Milan uh, late in the summer with, with Ricky and a couple of other guys uh, from Milan staff. And he just said the same things that I was saying to you, like, this guy is so smart. I mean, he lives, he breathes football, but he is like the most boring like guy ever i mean he look at his face he doesn't even you know he's just such a the picture the pictures are great every single yeah, time I mean, you sign a player yeah, like, so, harry just just hand home. right hand on the table like finger spread and then just look forward smile yeah, get it over with yeah. Yeah, right he's like he's your milk toast like white guy he, he has nothing there's like no redeeming physical trait about him he's just like guy guy there that exists um he's like wallpaper he kind of just blends in so you know personality wise he's not going to you know uh, draw a lot of clicks on websites and stuff because I'm t- i mean when he gives interviews he's about as entertaining as watching paint dry he's this is not him um but I, like this guy is such uh he's such a nerd for football it's i i don't know i'm trying to think of like you know hipstery ways to describe him um because Sabatini, uh, famously, he would wear two watches, Walter, uh, one on his right, one on his left, with the right uh, watch being set to Argentina time. Uh, um, and part of that was because he would get calls from Masada when he was in Argentina trying to get guys at very odd hours. Um, it, just these relationships that Masada has forged, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, um, He's not exciting to watch. He's not a sexy name like a, you know, uh, wandering eyes Marotta. Um, mm. He's just, again, very milk toast, very bland. But my gosh, if we're just talking like pure uh, guys who love football, who have great relationships with some of the most important agents in all of football, uh, just if you're a Milan fan, uh, just please don't, don't, don't get pissed off at him and try to run it run him out the door no he's actually he's a cult he's a cult hero within the fan base they love him they if if, whenever management yes whenever management gets blamed everyone likes to go for maldini because it's like that stupid like hipster crowd take it too i mean oh look at those abs and he's like 60 i mean he can take it i mean his fine his final like match he got booed by the Curta. so i mean like what what else is it like what else is that to say i'm sure yeah leave, yeah leave 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 britney alone leave ricky alone um <laughs> ricky. He, i'm telling you you gotta sell that shirt that that do wonder that is- yeah no i'm I just very i i was devastated when um when 
Roma didn't didn't name him their their permanent sporting director. Um, very 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 knowledgeable guy. Very knowledgeable. Well, we'll take care of him. Um, but that'll that'll pretty much do it. We had loads of information and great talks with you once again, John. Um, we even had Santangelo come and leave and come back, and he's here now. Matt, Matt I'm <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to. I come on. I talk too much. We all know that. I'm sorry. He, he had a hit on talk sports, so he had to he had to go for a few minutes. That's why we want to keep it 40. But hey, we had that great conversation in the meantime. Um, but yes. Plug everything that you have. Your work is always fantastic with uh, it's Roma Press. Um, yeah, fill everyone in and Twitter, wherever yeah, else. Uh, yeah, just at ISRoma Press, romapress.net. Um, Matt doing talk sport. I don't know. Matt, I, I go on there every now and then. Sky Sport, um, if I'm feeling, if I got my face on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, romapress.net. And um, yeah, well, we'll be chatting again in a couple of or, couple of weeks because yeah roma milan is that in milan that's so bad none of the three of us know (laughs) actually that is really bad i think it's in milano it has to be i feel like it is because we have a ton of matches that have been away lately so i feel like we're we're due to and and i know it's in deadline oh Oh, on halloween no less so that's great halloween that's fantastic 345 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, yeah, maybe we're going to have to have you come on Milan Reports, but that's we, on video. We, one way or the other. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll come back on here again, uh, and we can talk for two hours. Sure. <laughs> no problem. But yeah, uh, that's everything social-wise and, and the site and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay. RomaPress.net, uh, where we yeah complain about everything happening and do interviews with all of the agents of all of these guys uh, so they can get paid handsomely like Pellegrini. We do their, uh, we do their bidding for them. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Matt, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Twitter at Matt underscore Santangelo and uh, Martino, I'll pass it off to you to, to wrap us up with the Milan reports. Yeah, congrats on 11K, by the way. Nice, nice uh, accomplishment. Um, that's Solano over here. Like, I, hey, listen, John's doing a great job. Uh, enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy. You the check marks over here. I, you guys I know. can have my check mark. You can have my followers. Dude, I, 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 I can't. I, I can't stand the check mark. It's honestly bothering. Can I have your height? You can have. You can have not the height, but you can have the check mark. Um, you can have the Mourinho. The, it, I, I could go on about that for an hour. Um, I, I won't. I won't travel down that path again and waste another evening fighting with uh, anonymous Mourinho fan accounts. Oh my um, god, that was so funny! Yeah. That's so funny. That, yeah, see, now you guys know why I have disappeared into the ether on social media. I've, I, I, I I've been verified. I've been verified it's for awful. almost a month now, and I totally understand it. Like it's just, it's you get more idiots out of the woodworks. But anyways, at Martino Pucci on Twitter, go follow State of Play podcast at State of Play Pod. Um, it's on Instagram as well. Whenever that gets back up, I think it's back up. Who gives a damn? Because I don't really go on there that much. Um, and then yeah, FCA should be coming out, so we'll find out uh, if we won. So that would be fantastic to know. Other than that, we'd like to thank John for coming on. We're part of the 90 Minute Football Podcast Network. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to that. Other than that, you guys should listen to some more game.